Oh. Hey, have you got your vaccine passport? Because you're going to get arrested if you don't have it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's quite the obvious introduction to what to what uh, we'll be talking about this episode. Uh, man, uh, I I have a lot to say. I suppose it is such a such a touchy thing. But um, I I was gonna say something. Before we got started, and I lost it. I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, I guess we could start with an introduction on the topic. If an introduction to the vaccine passports? <laughs> well, yeah, there are there are some countries that don't have them, but... Uh, well, in, in a nutshell, I suppose it's... You get vaccinated, and you get the official document for that, for people who don't know... And they sort of implemented uh, that document into a form of passport that allows you to utilize certain services, indoor services, I should say, like or uh, yeah, access indoor services like uh, the restaurants and movie theaters. And, uh, is it? Has it been? Is it a, does it apply to uh, travel as well, like uh, outside so, yeah. provincial borders? Uh, not provincial borders. International borders uh, is the only requirement, uh, as far as I know. Ah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, in Ontario, they've uh, required it for certain non-essential indoor settings, like uh, indoor dining, uh, the theaters, as you mentioned, uh uh, casinos, bars, um, st- strip clubs, <laughs> uh, gyms. Yeah. Okay. So ba- basically, it's for locations that typically hold a large amount of people in an indoor setting, and they're all sort of uh, tightly compacted, uh, close together with an interaction range. So. Um, I, I guess, I guess there is that argument to be made, but before we get on to, to that, uh, do we have, do you know, uh, the whole timeline on it for Ontario? I know, uh, initially, uh, Dougie, uh, Doug Ford, uh, he was against it, but then he kind of, kind of flipped couple of months back and it kind of well actually it, it really uh got on the nerve of a lot of conservative uh voters who uh more or less labeled him as a turncoat for going against what i suppose are conservative values in terms of uh freedom and, and freedom of choice and then whatnot uh so i don't know uh do you have the full scoop on that because of my knowledge Slacking. Uh, yeah, so I think in July and August, that's when, uh, like, uh, Quebec announced that they were uh, use, inst- implementing the certificate system for the vaccine. And then Ford was adamant in Ontario that uh, he wasn't going to implement one. And then uh, due to... Well, I guess uh, pressure from the uh, the business community. I guess 
and then uh, he sort of about fa did an about face in uh, September, uh, uh, where basically he he said that as of September twenty second, uh, the businesses would start implementing the certificate required for the settings I mentioned. Mm. Yeah, and uh, as and then that would be in a sense uh, cute like that that would start the process for the QR code app that they would be developing to make oh, it yeah. for the businesses to uh, cert like certify who gets to be allowed into their premises. I think essentially it's uh it's it's basically a absolvement of responsibility responsibility on the province's part because um, I feel like they it seems like they're putting the onus on the businesses and the minimum wage frontline workers or the essential workers or non-essential workers mm. the, 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 the line is still tricky to draw Who's essential and who's not? <laughs> There's that in, debate again. In some ways, everyone is essential. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked about this while, yeah, while, I, was, while I was still in Ottawa. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point, actually. Uh, I guess shunting responsibility onto uh, individual businesses. Oh uh, man, but it's such a it's such a tricky tricky debate vaccine passports because it it more or less i guess leads up to more pressing questions and, and more uh that a discussion surrounding harsher tactics like vaccine mandates but i guess i guess we will eventually get there when we get there in this episode if we get there but uh vaccine passports i guess the question everyone wants answered or everyone wants someone else to answer is are they entirely necessary are they ethical are they morally feasible i don't know it's it's such a tough question to answer because you can like most arguments examine it from both sides i mean there are are people who genuine genuinely don't want uh the spread of covid to potentially shut down their businesses again so they are more than happy to implement some sort of vaccine passport system that limits the number of people who can uh, gain access to their establishments but on the other hand I mean, it hasn't reached that level of, I guess, draconianism as yet in that the services that are being denied to people without, who are not double vaccinated, I mean, they're not, they're not services that are required to live. I mean, it's like what movie theaters, uh, restaurants, I mean, you can still order out no problem. It's only if, if you're going to dine in where you have to sort of present your vaccine passport. But at the same time, I guess the argument coming from that same side is that, okay, you have this now, 
But then where is it gonna go eventually? Oh, sorry, one second. Yeah, you can make you can definitely make it make that argument uh that um they they don't know where that's going to lead. I mean there there's a lot of like talk online on that they're going to implement a like a digital driver's license and stuff like that which is which actually I've uh, been kind of waiting sort of like it's it's kind of like an about time moment in government because that that technology has been there for years uh i think there's talk that there's so much like chatter about how they're going to implement like a credit system which is kind of bogus but i don't know is it's 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 a valid argument but i don't know how far how successful that will be just just judging by the way um the credit rating system is working like like we already have like uh a um a credit rating for like financial financial institutions and that's i don't know that doesn't really work that well anyway Mm. Uh, so it, it, it's kind of an interesting topic to make, especially in the case of, um, you know, being de- the denial of services. But then again, like you said, like, well, there are businesses, especially like, oh, I, I didn't forgot to mention that some businesses like, uh, I think there's a huge banquet hall into the, like the convention center industry that, is also pushed for it, and they and they are also conservative voters. Hmm. So then, 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 then you see it on their side, and then they, uh, they kind of push for it, like they. And then you know how in politics money talks, so that's how. <laughs> right. That's the, <laughs> that's that's how uh, got Ford to act basically, which is kind of why, or how he has acted throughout the. Uh, pandemic like if if you look at it from the start of the lockdown like contracting out to walmart and shoppers and then also um like supporting like it seems it seemed like he was overtly favoring the big businesses over the uh uh small little guy so yeah there's that there's that argument as well that he was not looking out for uh, good of the people looking out for the good of the money yeah exactly like, <laughs> <laughs> from the start of his uh, days as premier <laughs> the, the slogan was like this, his slogan officially was for the people but I think there's a joke going it's around the, that he's the uh, he's for the rich people for the people <laughs> with money yeah uh, for the people in, in fine print as long as you have money <laughs> Uh, but I think I think because um, you you brought up uh, like uh, these individual well not individual businesses but I guess large businesses but I, I guess what it also essentially boils down to um, at, at the very end of the discussion is a matter of personal choice this applies to uh, whether or not you want to get the vaccine or not or uh, in the case of a vaccine passport, 
Uh, wait, wait, can can businesses choose not to implement the vaccine passport system? It's on them, right? Yeah, basically, um, if they don't want to implement, I guess if they don't want to implement the system, there's some businesses like, especially in like a, there's one restaurant in Scarborough. Instead of requiring the certificate to dine in, they basically shut down indoor dining. Ah, right, right, right. Cause you, yeah, you can still, you can still dine outdoors without the uh, passport. Correct, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And right, right. There's the argument from the that like it's actually not going to be a permanent thing. It's go, it's going to be temporary, like uh, it has been in the past. Because I think uh, this is what I read from like previous situations where this has existed like it it hasn't existed for a prolonged period of time it was just for a short period and then they just removed it and i think even ford said the like, same thing i go who knows where it's gonna go but i right now how many how many variants are they discovering for covid every day we have delta we have uh i saw in the news is it uh is it moo mew Oh yeah, I'm I'm not really worried too much about like the news to like about new variants and everything. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's kind of just. I mean, is it is it fear mongering at this point? I don't know. I, that might be off top topic, but but you know, but you know what? Funnily enough, uh, my my father shared that with the news in Israel that now they're requiring people, you know, people who are who are double vaxxed aren't considered to be fully vaxxed because they need now need a third dose. So I, I guess, I guess part of the argument against it will be, you know, um, against the vaccine passport system is that will you have to keep getting, you know, a new shot every time a new variant pops up, you know, is this whole triple shot thing going to come to places like Canada? Because as of now in Israel, it is apparently, I think in yeah that's another situation where obviously you don't know what's going to happen but I think as no. of now they're basing it on like the two dose system I think what what I from what I've read is like basically a booster is not necessary right now that's what that's what I've read and then I think the calls for everyone's been like not calling for a boost like they're they're only calling for boosters for like the immunocompromised, whatever that means. Uh, and I think, right, uh, for the duration of the remaining months or however long it might be of the pandemic, uh, who knows? Like, again, it's very hard to say what will happen, and we can always speculate what they will do and right. like anything. But like, as I said, we we are living history right now. And we really, we really are, aren't we? <laughs> They're going to be talking about this one in the in history classes in the future. Yeah, like um, so, like we can't really compare it to previous pandemics either, even because they didn't have. I think the largest. The only largest pandemic that we can compare it to is the Spanish flu, and they didn't really have vaccines for that. So I mean, we can't really. 
I think they did. Oh, did they? I don't know. Yeah. But. But I, I think like we don't we don't have access to, to that uh, information. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. And then in this case, we have too access to too much information. So. I think that's, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's another thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really defined line between re requiring the vaccine in non-essential settings and outright barring. Uh, individuals from your business based on the your vaccination status because I know mm. some businesses will will already say okay we're gonna do it but some businesses will say okay uh, we don't want to do this because it's we don't believe in this uh, system and uh, I think that's how it should be it should be on what the businesses want to do like it shouldn't be forced like they shouldn't have to decide on admitting people based on a vaccination status if they don't want to admit businesses or, or allow people to work in their office if they want to allow people in the office who uh with the who don't have a vaccine that should be their choice as well mm -hmm. for sure idea. i think i think it it really does come down to that aspect of personal choice for for everyone you know the people for for businesses what at the at the same time hmm, do you uh, do businesses need to i mean if they're going to implement a vaccine passport system and yeah, as many have, do they need to perhaps create workarounds for people who are not vaccinated? As we know, restaurants basically have a workaround. I mean, you you just can't dine in, right? You can still take out, or you can dine you know, on the patio or outside. You just can't come inside. Uh, but in terms of the more, I guess, uh, white white collar economy. Uh, or like white white collar uh, white collar jobs. Uh, of course, we have we have this increase in, in remote connectivity to work, but now a lot of officers saying, "Hey, you need to come in to come to work uh, to work." And, and of course, I know a lot of them also require uh, for people to be fully vaccinated and have proof of that to come into work. So, mm, I don't know. I, I I think I think some of them are providing vaccine like uh, um, ah, vaccine exemptions for vaccine exemption forms or something like that to people to say why I'm not getting this vaccine. And apparently, people are accepting a whole variety of of reasons. Um. So, but you know, if if there is a business out there that that says, "Hey, you need to come in physically for work," and you need you you have absolutely have to be double vaccinated or fully vaccinated, and then if someone says, "I don't want to do that," you know, what kind of territory do we veer into in this sort of? debate over personal choice 
is it justifiable for that business to fire this this employee regardless uh, you know of you know how long they've worked there or if they've been there for a very long time i don't know what do you think they definitely have to provide options for people who aren't going to get the vaccine like uh for instance um the, i think the only places that are really requiring it are the ones that are working in public settings offices i heard like they're mainly remote right now so i think offices will they'll only mandate it or i don't know if they will mandate i know like amazon is working remote indefinitely all the offices are working remote indefinitely they're delaying all their return to office plans because they don't want to implement uh, the vaccine certificate system, I suppose. I think the only the only employers that are really um, enforcing it are the ones that where a uh, basically where the job is to interact with uh, the public directly. So like hospitals, uh, long term care homes, uh, the TTC is one of them. Um, city workers and uh, police officers, as well as uh, universities and uh, not public schools, surprisingly. <laughs> but you know. wait, 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 wait! Hold on, hold on. So you're required to be vaccinated for a university or post-secondary institution attendance for yeah. uh, for a public school. You aren't. Yeah, the, I I think. The rules vary diff- based on the school board, but I didn't hear anything about the public schools uh, requiring them. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, Kinda maybe. Strange. My... Oh yeah, so the TDSB mandated it. That's right. That's what okay. Because they're the largest school boards, are but uh, the other school boards, um, yeah, I don't think they did anything regarding the mandate uh. but then again there are also options for remote learning so if they don't want to um, basically uh, people are, don't want to get the vaccine like they shouldn't have to get it if they're only being offered remote learning or if they're only working remotely like that doesn't make sense to me because mm. the whole point is to um, prevent I guess prevent the spread from person to person in interaction in a public setting that's so uh, there's a lot of like different which which raises which raises sorry which raises a question because Interestingly enough, people who are vaccinated still can still uh, still contract COVID and spread it. So it's truly really, oh, see this. It's such a dense argument to like to go into to explore because and looking at it from you know that objective scientific perspective, the facts are right there. It's like. Whether you are vaccinated or not vaccinated, you can still contract it and spread it. 
But I, what it essentially boils down to is what we you know, what we've been talking about. It's the idea of personal choice. Are we really going to force people to uh, get a magical medical procedure done on them that they don't want? And I guess this sort of segues into the latter half of this whole debate, which is vaccine mandates. Now, of course. <laughs> We haven't gone that far, uh, thankfully. Uh, our, our level of uh, draconianism, draconian measures, uh, are still very low, and Orwell has yet to begin rolling in his grave, so we're okay, I guess. Uh, but vaccine mandates, possibly in the future. Uh, like you said, there's no way we can predict what's going to happen. But I guess we can play the Einstein thought experiment here and say, let's presume that uh, a whole bunch of COVID, sorry, just my chair. Uh, so yeah, so a whole bunch of COVID uh, variants uh, begin mutating out of the blue in the future. And it gets to a point where, you know, the spread is extremely high. Uh, even what with numerous vaccines and then the government, the feds and everyone just kind of looks at each other and says, uh, is this where we, we draw the line and, you know, stick a needle in everyone, regardless of what they want. And if that ever happens, right. Do, is there a more obligation on the people to follow it for the good of society? Or is there a moral obligation to stand up against it? Because it goes against, um, I, I guess, sort of Western democratic notions of freedom where, you know, it's, it is essentially your body, your choice, right? So I think the government in Canada and countries with the high uptake of vaccines are missing the point of the certificate system uh it i think it should only be used in places which are having a low uptake is that's what really makes sense because a low because a low that's up- where you have hey. the highest risk of i guess new variants coming up right because uh mm. I think in Canada we've already passed like eighty percent, so I I don't think there is a reason for the certificate system. The only main reason oh. why they pushed it is uh, the the Delta, but I don't know if that's a big enough reason because we already Sorry, my, 80%. my computer went to sleep and I and I missed like six seconds of what you were saying. So do you mind repeating it? Oh yeah, sorry. So uh, yeah, I think the. The biggest part of why they implemented the certificate system is because of Delta, but even then, like, our vaccine uptake was high enough to, I think, withhold any, like, it was voluntary, like, 85% is clearly enough to um, basically prevent the impact of any variant like it's i don't think the spread is what really it's containing i think it's the effect of the variant they say like 
like the, the effect of the virus in general. So I think our vac- vaccine uptake voluntarily was high enough. So I, I think the government here is missing the point on the vaccine certificate system. That That's just like it, it, it doesn't make sense to implement it when your vaccine certificate or vaccine uptake is this high. It, it makes that sense. Is, I don't know. That's a good, that is a good point, actually. I, I'm, I'm really thinking on that right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. You, that, that is a really good point. Uh, it's, it's, it just seems so harsh to me. Uh, like you mentioned, with, 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 our, with the, you know, the vaccine uptake percent, of like, like 80, over 80%, why is there still this need to, to limit um, limit exposure, right? Why can't society just get back to normal? I mean, regardless of what of who's vaccinated and who's not, if you have you know these measures in place of you know vaccinations with such a high percentage of people who are vaccinated, then essentially theoretically then you know there's nothing to fear why are we still in this sort of turtled uh turtled system where we are more or less hiding behind these measures that are rather uh i don't want to say dramatic because everything has its use and even vaccine passports do, but it's like you said, it seems to be missing the point because if you have so many people who are vaccinated, why do we need it? Right? Yeah, and and then I think the rollout definitely was botched. It like there why spend additional money on implementing this new certificate system when you have an app already that was released last year and you could just improve that app like the the covid relief or the covid alert app mm-hmm. they could streamline that make that make it so that people who can prevent like a negative test or negative exposure as well as uh, like, or or a vaccine certificate. Make make that so, as proof of like, not being exposed or whatever. Yeah, that's that's similar to the rapid test system that they're deploying in schools or, or everywhere now. That's why, like now, even now they're still buying these rapid tests. Mm. So like they, I think they basically they 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 did the typical you know do it yourself solution all over again even though they were like why waste more money implementing the certificate system hiring more information um you know information what's the word uh, I guess. Uh, spreading, I guess, spreading more info alerts on you know the certificate system when they have when they could use the federal COVID alert app and make it better mm. <laughs> instead of just 
you know, make, making life harder and just requiring a vaccine, they should, they should like implement that, you know, the proof of, uh, you know, that you're Yeah, it, it never, it never made much sense to me. It's like, okay, if I can present to you a business, if I can present to you a negative COVID test, I mean, that's more or less the same you know, the same thing as presenting you with a vaccine, uh, with a vaccine passport, if not better, because even if you are vaccinated, you can still contract COVID, right? And, you know, uh, if, I, if I am vaccinated and I do have COVID and I come up to you and I show you this passport, it doesn't necessarily uh, safeguard you from the fact that this potential person who is vaccinated yet contracted COVID can come into your business and spread it. So it's it seems to me like that option should be there to present a, co- a negative COVID test because when you really think about it, it it's the it's the safer option because I mean a, a vaccine a vaccine passport's not gonna not gonna show people that you aren't COVID positive. A test will. So it's it's not a, a uh, 100% uh, foolproof measure of preventing pot- potential breakouts. So I don't know. It is it. It's interesting you mentioned that because that was, I'm just thinking about it. Like, wait. I mean, I get. I get. I look. I'm not. I guess we should put this out there. I, I'm not anti-vax. Okay. I I do support vaccines, but it just seems like these. The measures that they have now are just so, you know, when you really dive into them, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yes, we support, you know, choice. If business wants to have a vaccine passport system to to do whatever, that's fine. That's up to them. But, you know, from a rational perspective, when you sort of dive into it and pick it apart and look at the nitty gritty the, the the bits and pieces of it it's almost seems like that system that we had before with the whole testing thing seems the better route because what that again what that boils down to is you getting proof that you are currently not carrying covid as opposed to a vaccine passport, which just says that you've been vaccinated. It doesn't say that you are COVID negative. Yeah, and uh, I think it all boils down to really political incompetence. Uh, I think that... As uh, always. Yeah. <laughs> as always. <laughs> they should really um, look... They should have really looked at the rules for travel if they wanted to... Um, uh, develop a system uh, to control like uh, outbreaks that occur in like uh, different communities like you still have to quarantine if you're positive if you're negative and you produce a negative test you can uh, exit or you're good to go he's like when you arrive in uh, Canada but if you're positive you still regardless of whether you're vaccinated or not you still have to quarantine and I think so the this is what actually uh, I think the UK did that with the NHS app. They, if you're t- 
tested positive, you can alert in the app that you've tested positive and then you have to self-isolate. But then if you're negative, that is your proof to enter like big concert venues, uh, weddings, wherever institution that required. And they didn't really mandate it in the UK. They mm. basically developed this health app that you're able to um, show proof of vaccine or proof of negative test to enter these venues. And whoever, whatever establishment wants to uh, implement the certificate system, they can do that. So, yeah, I think Ontario and Quebec and most of Canada, anyway, missed the boat on that. <laughs> Even, and, th- and then there's Alberta, who really dropped the ball in the whole thing, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> they basically- what are they doing over there? <laughs> I, I've been hearing really strange stories coming out of Alberta. Yeah, sorry. And uh, it's, it doesn't really make sense uh, how they, like, their their cases spiked and then all of a sudden they implemented the certificate system to control the case. I mean, it's I think it's a bit too, too late for that. Yep. <laughs> You're not going to control anything if, with the system overnight. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the Alberta government is uh, incompetent the most incompetent in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, what time are we at, by the way? Uh, time seven check. minutes. All right. Uh, I suppose we can begin wrapping it up unless you have uh, more to say. No, I think I think we touched on everything. Basically, it, it all boils down to personal and business choice. Whoever wants to take it should not have to take it uh, to access establishments or to work or six to work freely in the country and whoever wants to implement a certificate should be allowed to if they want if to desire then they then you know if the, there's a person who wants to enter that business I guess they'll just find another business who doesn't uh, require proof of certification or workplace that uh, doesn't require proof of certification out there uh, and it's it's really strange to me that people will find this so difficult to understand you know isn't you know my body my choice is a thing right and again I'm I'm not anti-vax I'm just anti draconian measures which is what i really think this this passport system has the potential to develop into and again it's getting the vaccine is fine right if you want to get it that's fine in fact if if you're you know, if, especially if you're a sick person if you're at risk and and you're you're constantly getting out there every day, interacting with day-to-day people. Then then maybe it is better for you to get it. And but at the at the same time, uh, like we like we discussed, it doesn't necessarily stop you. It doesn't make you immune to COVID. You can you can still get it. You can still carry it. You can still present your vaccine passport to a business. You can still get inside. You can still spread it. So, I think it's it's important. 
which is our, our, our shared conclusion here, to really look at the facts and not politicize them, which is unfortunately what's going on. And that is the spread of COVID is not hampered by people getting vaccinated. It's not. It, it's really not. And by implementing these really strange things like vaccine passport systems and perhaps in the future vaccine mandates, it's not going to do anything against this this novel disease that has been scientifically proven. You know, uh, we can see that in the stats that it can, you know, uh, bypass any shots people have gotten, which is the nature of it. So, uh, I guess at the end of the day, it's we. What can you do aside aside the fact you know besides the fact that you can just present uh, negative tests, right? You because you can't. I don't think it's right to force people to get any medical procedure done uh, against their will. Let's be honest. Let's be completely honest. COVID is not some super deadly disease that is massacring the population and and sort of heralding this uh, our end of the world scenario. It's not. It's not. I mean, it, it's ki- it's killed a lot of people, especially people you know, older people, people at risk. It's done so, but it's not. It's not Armageddon. So it doesn't require this moral debate over getting vaccinated uh, for the good of the community. It really doesn't because <laughs> because again, and I repeat this and you, people who are listening can look it up. If you are vaccinated, you can still get infected with COVID. So I think the better way forward is to, is to abide by personal choice because we haven't reached DEFCON 5 yet, people. All right, we need to relax. The media is just stoking fear. Okay. It is safe to go outside as long as you take precautions, right? You know, wear a mask, uh, social distance. But again, even with those, even with those uh, things implemented, uh, of course, uh, everyone's screaming their heads off and saying uh, various things. But just, I guess, live your life. You know, don't don't be afraid. <laughs> and it's funny because I guess I'm quoting Donald Trump here, <laughs> right? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of this. It's it's not entirely dead. I'm not saying it's it hasn't killed people. It has. I mean, there've been terrible cases of it killing people. But statistically speaking, you're. I mean, even if you get it, you aren't going to suffer like to the point where you are uh, you are wasted in in a hospital bed. That does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't, because I, I feel like I need to repeat myself over and over again in, the, in this day and age, or else someone's going to take this out of context. But <laughs> it happens, but the chances of it happening are slim. So please, I guess, what our message here, or what my message here would be, is, you know, don't take it that seriously, to the point where you're all... DEFCON 5, where you're... I mean, we saw at the very beginning of this, people were stockpiling supplies, toilet paper for some reason. Um, don't, don't, don't let this pandemic rule your life. Because it doesn't need to. 
It doesn't have to. You are safe as long as you take precautions. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. That's fine. It, it will, I'm not saying it won't help you because it will help you in some regard. So if you want to get it, get it. Uh, wear a mask, social distance, and things will more or less be fine. So, yeah, I guess that's that's all I got to say. And also, I think um, the biggest thing about the last two years is the amount of mass information that we've been um, handed with. Uh, basically, <clears throat> we sh- I think as humans, we need to learn how to... Um, sift through what's true information, what's just fear-mongering, what's um, um, false information, all that jazz. And uh, whether you're, like, on either side of the camp, just with regards to, like, living your life and uh, just going to work, you know, making a difference in your life in general uh to all the listeners i think we just have to we just have to make sure we're doing what we can to yes protect ourselves but also move forward and uh make sure that we don't let fear mongering and all and, and, and misinformation rule our lives so basically just use our common sense and common knowledge and political tribalism. <laughs> political tribalism, exactly. Right up there. That's please, the biggest one, too. <laughs> please, you know, please, please, please. If you cannot have a conversation with someone with opposing views, then you need to rethink your life, okay? Because most of the time, there are reasons, there are valid reasons why people hold a certain viewpoint. Right. I'm not applying this to the extremes here. I'm just saying, in general, just learn to listen uh, and to to look at, you know, the other information, to read it, and to make an informed decision. Do not just, you know, go with your favorite celebrity or or your favorite politician, and just just avoid that. I think that's. <laughs> I know this is. This is kind of veering off topic, and we're, we're trying to uh, yoke it into the conclusion. But oh my god! Sorry, my computer fell asleep again. Oh, <laughs> and when it does, I, I cut out. Uh, but it, oh god, where was I? Uh, yes, do not do not fall into political tribalism or any kind of tribalism. Learn to look at the information, read what you have, uh, what presented to you. Uh, you know, disseminate. The, the facts from fiction and make an informed decision. Don't let people make a decision for you. All right. If someone said, if, if some guy comes up to you on the street and says, Hey, and this is, you know, bringing into the relevant topic at hand. If someone comes up to the street on the street and tells you, Hey, you should get vaccinated. Okay. It's up to you. Do you want to listen to him, this random guy, or do you want to do research? Do you want to, you know, talk to your doctor about it? You know, and it's not just the vaccination. It's for everything. This applies to everything. Just do your research and do not fall into that horrible realm of tribalism. And uh, what time are we at? Because I don't want to keep droning on. 47 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, that is, I guess that is all for this week's topic. Unless you want to add something. 
Um, I, th- I think we touched on everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Uh, and we we kind of we kind of uh, diverged, but uh, yes. Thank you for listening, and uh, we hope uh, this did not. No, no, we don't. We do not hope uh, because we don't care about triggering people. We are an open platform that are open that is open to discussion. And please, please do comment. Please do uh, tell us what you think, what your opinion is. If you are seething mad against us, tell us why. We are open to. We are very open. Uh, we love to listen. We love to get different viewpoints. So yeah, let us know. And and if we, yeah, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and if you want to be a guest on the podcast, yeah, we'd love to have you on. You can send yes. us an email or send yes. us a message wherever you see the podcast. Absolutely. Irrespective yes. of what your viewpoint or what your political stance is or what your orientation is, we are more than happy to host you. So, yeah. All right. That, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time.